to the Surviving Trauma Stories of Hope podcast. This week, I am joined on the podcast by the delightful Nicole Spindler from a hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Nicole is a writer, a talent management specialist, a public speaker, and a lover of all things Pittsburgh. She graduated from John Carroll University, specializing in human resources and management with a minor in Spanish language and culture. She published her first book, a memoir titled Beyond Life's Moments, in December of 2020, and her second book, The Reason Why, in May 2022. Besides pursuing her passions, Nicole loves spending time with family and friends, exploring Pittsburgh, traveling, staying active, mentoring fellow authors as they write their first books and scouring the local bookstores for more books to read with a cup of tea or coffee in hand. In this episode, Nicole and I talk about loss, grief, hope, compassion, career, and of course, all things writing and being an author. I loved having Nicole on the podcast and truly enjoyed our conversation. And I'm sure that my listeners, you will learn so much from this episode. So please enjoy. Thank you to all my listeners for joining me on this journey. Comment on the posts on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. Also head to Amazon.com or Takealot.com and get your copy of my book, Ray of Light, and please leave me a review and a rating. As always, stay tuned and keep listening. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to Surviving Trauma Stories of Hope. Oh my gosh, it's so lovely to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. Likewise, I'm excited for our chat today. Yes. And I love that you are a fellow author. So it's lovely to have this one-on-one with you today. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. (laughs) So you live in Pittsburgh uh, in the USA. Yes. Tell us a bit about that. What is Pittsburgh like? Pittsburgh is, you know, kind of at the crossroads between the Northeast and the Midwest here in the United States. Regional-wise, we are known for our three rivers. We have more bridges than any other city in the entire globe. So it's a beautiful place, and it's a place that I've been proud to call home all my life. And that's kind of why I've just wanted to continue to share my love of Pittsburgh through my writing. And that's why it's the setting for both my books. So I, I love it here. Oh, lovely. So when you say it's the setting for both your books, let's talk about your book. One of your books is a nonfiction and then one is mm-hmm. a fiction because, you know, you get to see Pittsburgh in real life and then you get to see, see Pittsburgh sort of in your imagination and your creation of what Pittsburgh will look like in your book. Exactly. Yeah. And I think even despite the different genres, I feel like Pittsburgh as a city kind of actually serves as a main character in both my books. It kind of just the way I talk about it. I think I really try to bring it to life and make it really relatable and to all my readers. So what inspired you to write your books? For me, writing has always been a hobby and an interest. Really, since I was about six or seven years old, I used to letter write and still do to this very day with my living grandmother. So that was kind of my first big form of writing was, you know, handwriting letters and you probably didn't have a pen pal, but I had pen pals. 
And I used to write letters all the time. It was just the best thing. And you know, I used to run out to the mailbox. I used to at least run out <laughs> to the mailbox every time the mailman comes because there would be news, you know, and it was wonderful <laughs> to read those letters. I'm glad you had that experience with your grand. Oh, yeah. It's we call each other a pen pals. And I honestly, I love buying stationery and journals. Like it's yes. just one of my favorite. One of my favorite. That's like treating myself. It's like, oh, I get to buy like a new set of stationery or new journal. So that's kind of kickstarted just writing in general for me. And then I, over time, or kind of when I was older, like in middle school, high school, I not only enjoyed my English classes, but I really found that writing was a kind of a escape for me. I love doing it. It was, it ended up being also very therapeutic to me just to be able to process my thoughts and emotions and document kind of everything that happened to me. So it, it evolved into, you know, just not from being a requirement in school to a hobby to kind of a form of survival and a way to express my authenticity. And it's interesting how that evolution took place something that you've loved and that brought you so much joy was giving back to you in some ways. Absolutely. And the fact that, you know, I thought for a long, I never thought in a million years, like I would be, you know, see myself writing a book either. I always thought that was just for my eyes, my heart to see and pour into and revisit. But I realized more recently in my life, you know, you know, seeing the stuff that happened to me and writing about it, I realized that there's, there's gotta be someone out there that's going to benefit from my story. I want to be able to share this and be that like shoulder to cry on that, like cheerleader on the sideline to people who, you know, need to read my stories. And it's just been a very amazing kind of evolution just to kind of see how my perspective of writing and my purpose behind it has evolved, but it's still very true to what it is to this day. Okay. And you are a two-time author. Congratulations, Nicole. What an amazing accomplishment. So my first book actually is Beyond Life's Moments. Okay. Um, so yeah. that is the uh, creative nonfiction memoir. Okay. And then my second book, which I just published in May with your book, is The Reason Why. Is there sort of a connection between the stories? Because you talk about your personal experiences in both books. Is there a connection between the stories? And do you want to share some of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So for me as an author, a speaker, and overall just an, you know, a person that just really wants to try and promote the good, the light at the end of the tunnel in our lives, the common thread between not only these books, but also my future writing, whether that be blogs or even a third book down the road, who even yes. knows, but is really this idea that we all have the ability to bring to light life's challenging chapters. And you do have to trust the next chapter of your life because you know the author and it's you. And despite having two different genres and two different characters and protagonists, it really is a self-discovery journey for both books. Some of the lessons kind of piggyback off each other and that's what I kind of hope to continue for, you know, my future works is kind of continuing that trend. But I also really talk about topics that, you know, are so universal. We all can relate to, but also there's some of the most difficult conversations to talk about. You know, my first yeah. book talks about dealing with traumatic events and viewing them as transformative. And 
My second book talks about this idea of love, all different forms of it. And remembering that in order to really embrace those forms of love in your life, you have to love yourself first. And that includes even the awkward parts, the imperfections, you know, the self-doubt that you had about yourself. So it's stuff that we've all can relate to and no matter the age can enjoy these books. But I wanted to kind of be one of the first to talk about it and put it into a narrative. Mm -hmm. I know a bit of your story. And keeping in the theme of the podcast, you know, we we talk about those traumatic experiences and we share our hope. I am a cancer survivor and I know that your dad was also someone who battled that disease. And for me, it was very personal because it was happening to me and I had to process what that was. And I had to sort of keep in mind, okay, I also have a family. I need to bear in mind that they are also having some challenges with, you know, treating me and how they treat me while we're all experiencing this at the same time. What what was that experience for you as, as a daughter who endured, you know, the, the time with your with your dad while he was battling cancer? Yeah, during that time, I I wore multiple hats. You know, I was I was 15 at the time when that all started. So oh, that's I was a young age, Nicole. Yeah, it was kind of like you know you just had to grow up fast. It kind of that was when you know it shattered and reality hit. And I you know I was a student. I was an athlete playing two sports. I also was trying to be a daughter and a caregiver. And it was it was challenging and. It, I think when I wrote my story, I always, you know, my, my parents always knew I was going to kind of write one day and share our story. And with telling my story and beyond life's moments, I really did include my family involved in it as well. So that only includes my dad and my mom, but also my brother as well, because we all have learned the same lessons. And I share how both my parents were immense role models in the lessons that I teach in my book. They were kind of the example I looked to and my rock and everything. But I also share my brother's journey uh, and interviewed him because it was a complete 180 difference for him. You know, I was home, he was in college and didn't have a car and struggling to you know, get good grades in school. So it was, we had a different experience and how we were able to directly and indirectly give back and do things for my father. So with my book, I really tried to make sure I highlighted my whole family's story because while we learned the same lessons, the actual path that we took to get to that point or to see the light at the end of the tunnel was different. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth noting that you know, the goal, the goal is achievable for everyone, but how you get there is very unique. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different perspective because everyone Mm -hmm. has a different role to play. A mom's role or a wife's role is very different to a son's role who is not present. Is there some common thread between some of the lessons that you teach in your book? I would say, so theme-wise, probably one of the biggest common threads is this idea of authenticity and being true to who you are and not being afraid to hide behind a curtain or muddle yourself just to get by, you know what I mean? Just to survive. When you are really truly who you are, you're thriving. And it's kind of just opens up a plethora of like opportunities and possibilities for you. So 
embracing authenticity is a big thing. Also vulnerability and kind of breaking that glass ceiling, so to speak, of kind of and shattering those assumptions, especially actually on a male perspective. In both my books, I share a couple stories and have a couple characters who are men and one or two of them are kind of share the struggle of that journey, being able to communicate their emotions and feeling not embarrassed to admit that like, hey, like I cry sometimes or I'm feeling very defeated. I'm feeling very weak. And I really kind of showcase that in both my stories. And that kind of ties into also like a self-care mental well-being theme as well in my stories as well. And, you know, recognize the importance of it. And we all struggle with it and how it's so important to speak up and say something because you never know who else is going through it, who can relate to you. I think like those would be like some really right off the bat powerful themes as well as also another big one is this idea of compassion, not just for others, but for yourself. I think, you know, you can't, and it goes back to this, you know, the classic saying you can never be from like an empty vessel. You really have to start with you, start with why yourself. And once you recognize, take care of yourself and give the love and attention that you deserve, then you can give back in just so many beautiful ways and pour your heart and soul into other people as well. And I found that to be a huge, huge stumbling block for me to come to that realization, you know, when I was like 15, 16. just because again, I wore so many multiple hats and I wasn't prioritizing the thing I loved most, which was being a student. So it was a very hard lesson to learn, but that would be another huge common thread in terms of lessons in both my stories. Mm-hmm. These are really big concepts. And for a 15 year old to have to grapple with, with these concepts, I can only imagine how challenging and difficult that must be when, when you're really still trying to be a teenager or should be a teenager at that time. But I imagine these experiences and, of course, your bravery through all of this and your vulnerability through all of this has led you to become this strong woman that you are now, Nicole, to actually pour the stories into two books and to help others to take everything that you have learned, even though it is so trying and challenging, and then pouring it into someone else. So I want to commend you for that. But Can you tell me, how do you maintain the awareness to stay this grounded in your authenticity and in your compassion to be able to give to others? Like everything in life, it is always a work in progress. I find there are some days that I do way better at it than others. There are just those days that life gets to you or you're you're running around, you got so much going on and you're too tired in the evening to even give yourself 10, 15 minutes of quality self-care time, you know, at the end of the day, but it's, I, so recognizing that I'm still, you know, I'm still learning and it's such a huge growth process. And I'm still learning about myself. I think through that process is immense. And I think for me, like how I've been able to stay grounded is kind of recognize that I cannot do this alone. And reach out to people. I think that was a very hard thing at first because I didn't want to admit to people, even if it was like my best friend or even a teacher that knew I was struggling in class for some reason, but didn't know why. Like I felt very embarrassed to admit that something happened to me and it's causing me an issue and I don't, I need help. 
Like we are so afraid sometimes to admit for help, but just even being willing to just get that off my chest and say that, as well as also lean into other people to help or to hear me, you know, vent some days, whatever it is, that ended up keeping me grounded and in check and really helps me to know that like, yes, I am walking this path, but I see people behind me and beside me walking with me. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that that and in addition on top of that, just being able to lean into self-care mechanisms that have evolved, how I've used, you know, for the last decade, I think have got me to this wonderful spot and, and still growing to this day. Mm-hmm. I love how you lean into the community around you, because I've certainly also in my journey learned through support group that healing in community is just so soul soothing and there's a great value in healing in community. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. So what would you say in life is now your greatest passion? I'm very fortunate that I, you know, I have another nine to five job that I thoroughly enjoy. And to be honest, my passion where I, you know, no matter the day, the week, whatever time of season, I'm always very passionate about my family and the, how, no matter just how much has been thrown our way, just how we keep standing strong and keep moving forward. And I shared this a little while ago on social media when it kind of happened, but my father did unexpectedly pass away this past March in 2022. And it was very unexpected, very shattering, but thankfully kind of in that time there you know, it was kind of, you know, emerging from the pandemic, you know, I finally got to see, you know, it was kind of very sadly ironic. It was the, it was just kind of like the thread to kind of bring my whole family back together, like extended as well. And after kind of not seeing them for a lot for a while and very sporadic, and it was kind of the really first kind of opportunity where I knew I was going to be okay, despite all that, because it, I saw everyone that cared about me, everyone that, you know, came out and, you know, you know, to my dad's like wake and everything like that, just show up and wanting to give us everything, just literally like take their heart and just give it to us. And just, you know, and that's kind of even where I've been able just to grow other wonderful, you know, relationships in my life as well, especially with my boyfriend, um, you know, and kind of founding other forms of love in my life as well that have emerged over the years and it's that type of love and bond with people that you have that you know that's what gets me up in the morning as well and makes life worth living for is having those people that have been with you all walks your life different lengths but have still stuck with you to the very end and still are cheering you on on the sidelines so I would have to definitely just say my family and just my you know my boyfriend as well First of all, let me say my sincere condolences on the passing of your dad. How are you coping with that loss and and the grieving process? It definitely has its moments. Uh, And there's definitely those days where, you know, whenever you grieve or go through a process, it's there's just some moments that you have that you're just all suddenly just start bawling your eyes out and 
you don't know why, or maybe you pass a familiar place that connects to that person, or you're eating their favorite food, or it's their favorite song, who knows, but I definitely have those moments. But I think for me in general, I've been really trying to look at it as a very, you know, using this time as very reflective. And, you know, one thing that I share this recently at a speaking event, I did at a library here in local in Pittsburgh. And I genuinely just came to the realization a couple of weeks ago that the timing of writing my first book was very serendipity. Um, And what I mean by that is I always knew one day I was going to write a book, didn't know when, didn't know how. And, you know, this, my dad's whole cancerous journey started in 2012. It was like extensive period of time, although he kind of was able to, you know, be cancer free. There was some long-term complications that we didn't realize that kind of impacted him and kind of resulted in another diagnosis that happened to him in January of this year that resulted in him passing very quickly this March. So mm-hmm. it, so it was kind of, you know, somewhat linked very loosely and connected. And, but I think at the end of the day, knowing that, you know, I got to share this book with him, he got to be a part of it, be the first person to read it. And, you know, when I opened up my boxes, my book, he was the first one that got a copy, like just having him be a part of that journey and being alive to see that, I think, I don't think it would have been the same, to be honest, if I wrote it, if I started writing it now or 10, 15 years in the future. So I do think sometimes like in the midst of this stuff, you have to look at the beautiful timing of things. Yeah. And that's what I really like. That's kind of, I feel like what gets me through starting to heal through this grieving process that it's going to be, a, it's a very long grieving process, but it at least kind of lifts up my soul a little bit and makes it a little not as heavy to carry. I wanted to say that I enjoy this perspective that you have, you know, and I wish that my family, when we suffered a loss, you know, my brother passed away several years ago. And I wish we had this perspective that that you've just shared with us, the serendipity, serendipitous moments, you know, and the connection and the thread. Do you want to, to speak about your day job? that you did allude to it earlier? Well, I definitely will just kind of one thing that I will share about, you know, just, you know, my other profession that I have is, you know, I do have another nine to five job that's okay. completely unrelated to writing. <laughs> so, so, but I will say though, what's kind of nice is I have that nine to five job, but then, you know, some days writing and working on my books is a full-time job on top of it. So it's, it's, you know, when I tell people, oh yeah, like I'm a writer, but I also do this. And, you know, they're blown away. They're like, how can you do two jobs? Like you're insane. I'm blown away. (laughs) To be honest though, I will say writing does not feel like a job for me. It is my passion. Yes. It's, it's fun for me. It, if it starts and, and so is my nine to five, if I start to lose the fun out of writing and enjoying it, then it's losing its touch, the specialness of it. So that's kind of one thing I will just share is, you know, I don't view writing as a full-time job. It's my passion. And it's, I can't even tell you the last time I've gone a single day without writing something, whether it's a journal or a handwritten letter, I, I couldn't tell you the last time. And I think that's just goes to show like, yeah, like you don't, you you don't have to have a degree 
to tell your story. You don't need a fancy paper to tell you that, oh yeah, I'm able to write a book. Like that's not the case now. If you have something burning within you and you think your story can touch the lives of at least one individual and change their future, then write your heart out. Mm-hmm. And tell me, do you do morning pages? Morning pages? Yeah. Uh, I do, yes. I think, you know, in the morning, the first thing, getting everything out is so important. And sometimes I'm surprised at what I write. I'm surprised <laughs> at the things that, that, that come onto my page. Nicole, it's been so lovely talking to you. To wrap up, where can we find your book? I'm going to link your social media handles in the show notes so that the listeners can follow along. Absolutely. Yeah. So my book is available on Barnes and Noble as well as on Amazon. So that is probably the quickest route. But if you are uh, local to Pittsburgh, all across the Pittsburgh kind of area, I'm in all the local bookstores. So you want to snag more and support some local businesses, you could also do that as well. Um, Or you can even reach out to me on my uh, Instagram bio. There's a link that you can request a signed copy from me as well. So you're more than welcome to do that as well. That's awesome. Any last words of wisdom for the listeners before we close? Probably my biggest piece of advice that I would give to anyone who has a story to tell or is currently kind of writing one themselves is at the end of the day, you know, your story is unique and incomparable. And surprisingly, the person that might need to hear your story the most is yourself. And to be able to see your own self-growth and everything. So Remember that at the end of the day, you are, you know, going in and writing and, you know, on that mission to tell your story, start with doing it for yourself and kind of going in with that end in mind, like kind of mindset will make it such a transformative experience for yourself and others. Thank you for joining me today. It's been incredible. I've enjoyed this conversation so much, Nicole. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. That wraps up this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy my podcast, please take a minute to give me a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast directory so you don't miss an episode. Please consider following My Scented Life on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. You can catch me again in the next episode. Same time, same place. Sending you lots of love and light. Bye.